You are about to hear the Parental Dadvisory podcast. Parental Dadvisory contains lots of adult content. You may hear swearing, sex talk, oh, yeah. discussions about the challenges of parenting, drink recipes, and more. Parental Dadvisory is real. It's raw and definitely not safe for work. Consider that your fucking warning. So put up your feet, grab your favorite adult beverage, and behold the glory that is the Parental Dadvisory Podcast. Here's Doug and Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Parental Dadvisory. I am your host, Jay, here with my co-host. Doug, how do you do, fellow kids? No, I think they're doing great as always, but I mean, it, it, it's been one of those weeks. How you been doing, man? Ah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty great week on my end. You know, uh, we had some interesting things going on with our oldest, and you know, everything went much better than planned. So, really, no complaints. Well, it's good to hear that. And I think tonight we had a discussion, and we're going to dive into music. We're going to discuss music and our uh, our interest in it, and what we share. Our, dislike with our family and things of that nature yeah that's uh where we discussed heading and uh yeah i i have to say off the top like there's not anybody in my family that likes the music i like so this will be fun not a single like song nobody likes a single song the same as you well that's not not entirely true they'll like certain songs and certain elements and certain but it's not like i can put on this genre and everybody likes it like uh there's certain things my wife and i like there's certain things that you know Eric and Kyle will be down for, but like, but not like I can just put something on and me, Jill, and the four kids will be completely like, yeah, this rocks. It doesn't ever work that way. <laughs> also, I also, also, I did it like a thumbs up so everybody could, you know, know that I was giving a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we got lucky then because I mean, there's some stuff our kids like that. I mean, I guess, you know, that would just be normal kids that I hate. You know, and it's me turning into get off my lawn. But ninety nine percent of the shit they love, we love. Yeah, we're. Uh, there are certain things that, like, you know, it's not that I don't like some of the stuff the, the kids listen to, or you know, Joel has really eclectic tastes in music that's you know different than mine. But I kind of enjoy hearing the difference in it sometimes. So, you know, I think it's. Uh, I will say, um, Joel is way more more mood driven than I am. I have certain genres that I kind of gravitate towards all, all the time. What about you? Um, so I have obviously favorite genres, but being that I grew up with music, like I don't know how much you know, I sang in a band, we recorded an album. I've got a guitar in here hanging on my wall right now that I play. So um, between, you know, fighting my depression and stuff, I can gravitate with moods. But I mean, I have my favorite bands and favorite artists and things like that. Yeah, I am uh, not musically inclined whatsoever. I can't sing. I can't play instruments. I could, when I was a younger man, dance, but uh, uh, old age and a bad back have not uh, been kind to my dancing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, though, because I can't dance. You and Genesis. <laughs> Ooh, that was a bad reference. Anyway, so <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about, like you said, you you and your, your family kind of share some some uh you know intersecting music and and bands and songs like can you speak a little bit to what those are is there certain ones that everybody kind of gravitates towards in your family um yeah definitely there's certain ones that everybody gravitates towards so i would say 
uh, see people are going to immediately message me and be like, these people suck, but you know, let's roll with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so one of our favorite bands across the board is uh, a band called Imagine Dragons. Yep. And we actually got into that. I listened to them before they ever took off. And I'm talking way back on their night visions album. I- I'm really weird like i can sit down at night and just track out indie artists you know who are putting their music up on soundcloud or giving away free mp3s and that's kind of how i found out about them and uh you know i I understand how they kind of the formula they follow to make sure that their album is radio friendly you know but one of the, the one of the things I tell people, like, if that's why you don't like them, like if you ever had the opportunity to go to that show completely free, paid for, and it wasn't going to ruin your night, go to it because they are one of the best damn live shows I've ever been to. Huh. It's a complete 360 from the way they record their albums. Like they have, they have instruments you've never heard of on stage. It's very fan based and audience driven. And, and it's, it's a show that everybody can enjoy. Like we took Joshua to his first show. I want to say when he was five, and then we took all the kids within the last year, because they all love that band. And I mean, man, there there's, there's older people there. There's people our age and then there's kids and it's just a great show. Um, that's, that, that's probably the number one biggest thing within the family right now. Yeah. And our kids actually do like Imagine Dragons. I like a few of their tunes. Um, and, you know, as is the case when you have kids that, you know, are, are getting a little bit older and going into their tweens and teens and they have little things that kind of encapsulate them for a brief period of time. There's some sort of things that they go, oh, well, I really like this band. They're really into them. And then, you know, two months later, you whatever happened to 21 pilots. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't I don't like them anymore. No. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh you know, uh, as far as the uh, ones that are mainstays, like in our house, like Adele is a big one. Um, that lady's got pipes. So, like, I am completely on board with that. Although, if I heard hello again, I might, you know, have to turn the radio off. But it, it's it's interesting, like, as our kids mature, you know, like Kyle and Eric, they tend to go towards a very poppy stuff. Uh, so does Jen. But Jen... It sticks kind of in that realm a little bit, but she does like some different things like musicals, which Alex is in musicals. So musicals are really his thing, but he likes a lot of different stuff. Uh, one thing that's funny is, you know, Kyle and Eric, because when I drop them off at their mother's, we, we have like an hour long commute and sometimes we'll listen to comedians on Pandora, but uh, sometimes we'll listen to like 80s music and they know at least half of the eighties songs that I play. And I like really obscure, weird shit from the eighties. So yeah, kudos to them for being able to keep up with that kind of stuff. Uh, one of their favorite songs out of that era, believe it or not, is in the air tonight by Phil Collins, which weirdly you hear that song. And to me, it feels like that song's kind of out of place in the era it's in. It's almost like if he were to release that now, it would be feel like it would be, it would fit in into, you know, just modern music culture. But, you know, it's like I said, we kind of go all over the place with things. So it's funny that you mentioned Phil Collins because, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the other groups that I've loved since I was a teenager that the kids have really taken to probably over the last two years is uh, Lincoln Park, right? Right. And I know you're going, why the fuck are you talking about Lincoln Park with Phil Collins? So obviously the lead singer, Chester Bennington, uh, passed away. Uh, and the kind of 
like secondary person, Mike Shinoda, you know, he used to be their MC and now he's, he really built himself up. He plays like every instrument in the band. So anyways, he's, he's trying to figure out what's next, but he's got a solo album coming out and he released a song uh, from it the other day for pre-order. And like I told Aubrey, she was at work, I'm messaging her and I was like, Oh, there's only a 30 second clip. But it fucking sounds like 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 Phil Collins, and sure <laughs> enough, everybody I've sent it to is like, "Yep," and all the fans are like, "Yeah, man, you pulling off a of Phil Collins?" It, it's so weird. So, and of course, the kids heard it, and and Joshua brought it up. He's like, "Do you remember that song with the drums?" I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, that's Phil Collins. He's like, it sounds like that guy. I'm like, good ear, kid, good ear. <laughs> Way to catch that one, son. I'm proud of you. Yeah, so they're another one. And then, like, you mentioned Adele. I love Adele. Um, Aubrey likes her. I, I know we've bought a few albums. I think that's one of the ones the kids really catch on to her radio-friendly stuff, but they don't have that ear yet so much for, like, some of her deeper stuff, more of the more intricate tunes on her albums. Yeah. Uh, another one that has uh, great pipes that our kids generally like is Sam Smith. Um, cause that guy can really, really sing. And he sings like, not just like the slower stuff, which he excels at. He sings with a group called Disclosure, which kind of, which kind of goes into more my realm, which I really, really, really dig dance music. And, you know, like I said, I used to dance and I used to travel with my buddies and we'd go, mm-hmm. you know, I lived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania time. We go to Baltimore and Philly and New York and we just, you know, go to some club and dance our asses off and then drive home bleary eyed to Harrisburg afterwards. <laughs> But uh, Sam Smith's voice, man, he just really – I really dig that guy's voice. And even my, my son Eric's like, yeah, that guy can really sing. You know, he's 10. You know, you think 10. Well, maybe they're not really, uh, you know, adept at kind of picking that stuff up. But they're a little more perceptive than we give them credit for. Oh, they are. And I think, you know, that's – that's around the age you start to really see them start to get a feel for what they're into. So we, we were driving home yesterday from a birthday party and like if if I can, I'll quote unquote kind of DJ the set and the playlist. And uh, I started going through because I'm like, ah, you know, we're old. So I went yep. through and I told I, I found Joshua's first favorite song, like when he was a baby in diapers, couldn't understand anything. He loved this pop song that was on the radio by Leona Lewis called Bleeding Love. So anyways, I played that. I was like, this is the first song you loved as a baby. You constantly wanted it on. And that led to like the right. other two being like, oh, what were, what were our first songs? And so then we jokingly got to Lucas, who's, who's our middle child. And the kid likes music. He'll go like he loved the concert when we took him to it. But he's not vocal about his favorites, you know. He'll kind of just be like, "Oh, can you turn this up?" But he doesn't ever disclose to us, you know, what he likes, what he doesn't. So then he asks, he's like, "What was my favorite song?" And his his first favorite song was some manufactured Nickelodeon group called the Fresh Beat Band. <laughs> so I, I'm <laughs> so I'm like playing it for him, and he's just like, "Oh man, this is nothing like the other music." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny as we, you know, Joe and I got together when our kids were fairly young. So like Eric was, I think, three when we started getting together. And uh, one of the first songs that my uh, my youngest would would sing and probably completely inappropriate for his age was a song called Don't Trust Me by 303. <laughs> and, he, and he would sing this. And it'd be like, hush, girl, shush your lips. And it'd be 
do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips and he would go do the Helen Crocker. And it was like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I kind of missed those days. But yeah, it's uh, Jen and Alex went to a Justin Bieber concert, but they weren't really there to see Bieber. They were there to see the opening acts. Um, you know, thankfully I wasn't the one taking him to that. That was their dad. So, but it was weird as I, I kind of like Bieber's newer stuff. Like it's catchy and you know, yeah, it's poppy, but I, I, I don't know. I like it. And I kind of get made fun of for it by my kids, but I like it. <laughs> you mean we finally found something that we uh, we agree on? I get so much shit every once in a while. I'll go on rants on Facebook defending Beaver, and uh, I'm the same way. I don't like everything, and, and he's another one. I think that he was brought into a business and learned it well, and uh, so he so he knows that he has an image and he knows what sells. Mm-hmm. And if, if you the thing that drove me nuts is you know people would be like, oh, that's just another manufactured pop star. When if you look at the kid, he was really the true first person uh, influencer wise to take advantage of YouTube. I don't know how much you know about him, but like like he started out on there. Uh, you know, playing guitar, playing drums. And if you actually look at the, the, the kid, well, he guy's not, he's not a kid anymore. He's but he feels like man, a kid but when he started. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a kid when he started. So he plays multiple instruments and it's not just, he dabbles in it and knows a few power chords. Like he's well versed in music theory and what he plays. It's just, he knows what sells, you know? So I, I kind of get people, okay, you don't have to like him. You don't have to like Beavers and music, but don't be an asshole about it, you know? Yeah. And you know who else is like that is uh, Lady Gaga. But I think people give her give pe- give uh, her less shit than Bieber. I, I think largely because she's old and doesn't mm-hmm. act like much of a knucklehead, which, you know, when he got into business, he was so young that, yeah, he's going to fuck up because he was like 15 when he became famous. Like, if I was 15 and became famous, I'd act like an asshole, too, because I wouldn't know what to do with anything. You know, and I agree with that. That's what I tell people, you know, it's, you know, when you have a child, whether, you know, they're a preteen or a teen, all the shit that he was doing is shit that most kids probably do outside of the spotlight. It just so happens that he's got paparazzi following him around. You know, I remember they said, oh, after a show, he was in a building and he peed in a bucket. Well, he peed in a bucket because I guess he couldn't get into a, a restroom. Like I, I peed outside in the bush when I was a kid. Like, but if I'm a celebrity, it's going to be all over the news. That's the difference, you know. Yeah, at least he didn't pee his pants because you know, none of, none, of us, <laughs> none of us have done that in a drunken tizzy. So, <laughs> so okay, th- th- then I'll steer this a little bit. So since we're talking about Beaver and the way people. Uh, perceive Beaver if you say that you like him. What are I mean it can either be one or if you have a list of a few. What are some of your bands, artists, musicians that you like that people really just give you the side eye for their guilty pleasures? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to start in my, my, uh, my developmental decade, the 80s. I have a very big affinity for bands like Culture Club and Flock of Seagulls because it was just like bubblegum pop back then. But like it was informative years. So I just really, I don't know why I love that shit. I just could listen to it all the time. Uh, you know, I have an eight, I have like, I think five different Pandora channels that are different kind of 80s music, like 80s New Wave and 80s R&B and like, have all that kind of stuff um you know 
the uh, band that I, it's not that I like, there's a few songs there that just completely resonate me, resonate with me as you too. And Jill just does not like them. So she's like, uh, you can go see them anytime you want. I'm not going with you. So, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I, it's funny, you know, because I like, I like dance music, but I like, you know, house music, which there's a lot of different genres within dance music and people think it's just all techno or EDM, but there isn't, there's just literally swaths of different styles, but you know, that's getting into the weeds a little bit, but like, I'm, I'm probably the only one that really digs that kind of stuff because, you know, it's kind of harkens me back to when I was in my, you know, dancing prime, but you know, um, what about you? What are some of the ones that kind of, besides Bieber, of course, is there some that you could like and that, you know, b- besides me giving you shit for it? Um, <laughs> oh, man, I have uh, I have been making people tilt their heads at me their entire life, so I have no shame. Uh, my all-time, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say all-time, I should say one of my all-time favorite groups ever. Is the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> I'm silent, I am silently judging you. <laughs> if you if you open my phone, I have every album, including European imports. You, like if you talk to my parents, I listened to them in uh, God all the way back in middle school. So, it, long story short, how I got into that, right? So, when other kids were playing baseball or football, I was in chorus. Uh, it, it was it was just one of those awkward things. So like my dad was a classic rock person. So everything from Zeppelin to Clapton and uh, Def Leppard, my mom swayed like country, but not not like bluegrass, not Willie Nelson or Cash. She was more like Garth Brooks and George Strait and all that shit growing up. And then. Uh, my two sisters, of course, were whatever was top 40 at the time, and they were a little bit older. So that started with, what, New Kids on the Block and then Boys to Men and everything. And then one of my brothers was into uh, to hip-hop, and the other one was into what would be alternative and grunge at the time. So anyways, like I had everybody around me listening to everything. I was in chorus. I, I, I pretty much – I'm pretty open-minded even to this day. I love all sorts of music. There's a few things I'm generally really picky about, like Aubrey laughs. You may have seen the post the other day where somebody made a meme about if if the girl you're dating or married to is within this age range, they listen to Lil John. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I used I used to give her so much shit because when we first got together, she had this little red, you know, drive it fast Honda Civic, and I got in, she'd be listening to like Lil John, and then I opened her CD thing, and she had Nickelback, and I'm like, oh, fucking Nickelback, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're judgmental about Nickelback and you like fucking the Backstreet Boys? So listen, I'm going to get deep. I'm going to give you this story. I'm going all over with it. Okay. So. I'm still silently judging you, but go ahead. That's fine. When I got to middle school, my my chorus instructor, whatever the hell you call him, because it was a public school, uh, his name was Mr. Nail. An awesome dude, like classically trained, play piano, whatever. But. He was like, oh, I noticed you listen to all these groups. And I hadn't really picked a favorite at the time. Like, I would listen to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys or whatever. And he's like, oh, that one group with Nick Carter. Who's that? I'm like, oh, the Backstreet Boys. And uh, I don't know if you remember. This may be outside of your age age bracket. Do you remember, like, a one-off pop star named Willa Ford? Oh, yes, I do. 
I want to be oh, bad. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Mr. Nail was Williford's teacher. Her real name is Amanda Williford. And so. No way. Yes, sir. Slightly older than me. I started hanging out with her. She dated Nick Carter. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick Carter basically. Yeah. <laughs> so like I fell into that. I'm hanging out with these people. I like their music, blah, blah, blah. But. It's one of those, if you go through my Facebook history, you'll find pictures that, like, I'll take my mom to their concerts. They still tour. <laughs> oh, jeez. And uh, it's one of the ones that, like, even Aubrey side-eyed me for a while. And it's funny because her little sister, uh, Taylor, that I get along with, loves the Backstreet Boys. So we always got along. But that is the one group that people are genuinely. And like you said, they'll look at me and be like, how the fuck are you going to say something about Nickelback? <laughs> you love the Backstreet Boys. Well, I have to be a little honest in that I like like the precursors to those dudes, like uh, New Kids on the Block. Believe it or not, I liked a lot of their stuff, and even before them was New Edition. Yep, and that was the first cassette I ever bought was New Edition's first album. Yeah, I bought a cassette. Chew on that, youngsters. <laughs> and, and, dude. And I think a reason they've stuck with me so long. So I genuinely like the music. I know that it's very, very cookie cutter and produced. But one of the things that will always stick with me is so, like I said, everybody in our family had different tastes in music. And, and but my dad would not budge. My dad was that, you know, black t shirt, jeans, Eric Clapton, Def Leppard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is him to this day. Like, He's got his cassettes. He he listens to all of that. And um, but I remember we went on a road trip and he's like, What are you listening to? And I'm like, just put this in. I got that man to like the backstreet voice. He owns their cassettes, Doug. So how much alcohol <laughs> did you have to slip him to actually listen to that shit? <laughs> None. Like he came he came back and he's like, man. They, they, they're really good singers. They can harmonize and the melody. I'm like, yep, thank you. Thank you very much. I'll leave it at that. And my brothers and sisters of this day are like, of all of us, that like my sister would try to get him to listen to Boys to Men. Nope, I'm the only one who ever won him over with music. So that, that is one of my positive memories. He chose Backstreet Boys over Boys to Men, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. My wife has an affinity for Boys to Men, but that's just because that, that one dude has like the super deep voice. So, like. <laughs> And everybody tries to replicate that voice. There's actually a Backstreet Boys song where he tries to do it and he's all, baby, I know you're hurting. <laughs> Darling, I know you love me. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're so, such chuckleheads. This is uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, outside of that, there's things people will give me shit for, but I think they become more commonplace. So obviously, because I liked them at the time, Back then, I liked Justin Timberlake before it was okay for guys to like Justin Timberlake. Like now, he's kind of everybody. No, I have, I have always. Yeah, that's liked the thing. Him. And and now, but you get what I mean. There was a thing where he was still associated, but the fact that he came from a boy band, it was like, oh, you like Justin? Well, now everybody loves Justin Timberlake. So, um, yeah, and and he also had the added bonus of uh, dating Britney Spears in her uh, prime there, <laughs> and now he's married to Jessica Biel. Yeah, it's a. Uh, He's had an interesting road. <laughs> His hair has had an interesting road. Holy moly. <laughs> so how about we, uh, let's talk a little bit about like your kids and their music taste when they were like, for instance, like 
everybody kind of dreads as a parent when your kids start getting into music because they latch on to something that's like usually super cheesy and hyper repetitive and something that you're just like, okay, can we stop listening to this for five fucking minutes? Cause I'm about ready to put a gun to my fucking skull. Stop it. Like, are there things that you can remember and just go, man, I am glad I am not listening to that anymore. It's raining tacos. Oh no. That's the one I always go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. It, it, between YouTube and Roblox and Minecraft, like there was, uh, yeah, it's, rain, <laughs> oh it's raining tacos and a few other ones, but yeah, that, that stuff. And that's, that's why I'm very open to it. Like I was like, dude, I will support you in the music that you enjoy as long as it has some kind of, you know, depth and substance to it. Like, why are we listening to a song about fucking tacos? <laughs> Listen, if you're going to bring me tacos, I'm all for that. But let's not. <laughs> and there's like a YouTube version of that where it like they repeat it and it's 10 hours long. <laughs> I'm not about that life. No, me either, man. And I remember being at my brother-in-law's in Ohio and. They were down in the basement and they're like, oh, check this song out. And it was just on repeat for like, well, not repeat. They just put on the 10 hour version. And then the, what was great is they, the kids came up stairs to get like snacks and the song was still like, do, 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 downstairs. I was like, can you turn that off? No, this is great. And they run downstairs. And what's great is I, I always make fun of Jen for that. And she's like, I hated that song. I'm like, no, 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 you did not. You love that song. <laughs> when you were little and <laughs> before you had taste, that was a song you loved. You know, and it's sad when you come across those because there are a few of those songs. One of the ones Aubrey reminded me of yesterday that still to this day, I loathe. Um, Alexis, one of the first songs she fell in love with was uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. And <laughs> I fucking hated that song beyond belief. And now that I've heard It's Raining Tacos, I'm actually okay with Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Call Me Maybe never really actually bothered me all that much. Uh, uh, there was um, like everyone has this like one song for that they just go oh that song's really great and i was just like I, I don't understand where your brain is but hey whatever just let's not listen to it 10 times in a row and i'll be okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, what's what's really interesting is hearing like a, as your kids do evolve out of that stage and then they start kind of getting into their oh well i like this or i like these bands or i like this genre or uh like Kyle and Eric have kind of gotten into rap, although Eric's a little more heavy into it than Kyle is. But I don't know where Kyle got this gene from. He didn't give it from me or his mother. But like, there's a song called like Rap God by Eminem, which is like this super fast rapping song. And Kyle can just spit that right out. And I just go, Who, wh where did you learn that skill? Because uh, that's not in my gene pool anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it was funny that I would say rap slash hip hop is the one genre I discriminate against. And when I say that, I told Aubrey in the beginning, so like, I'll have fun with like Lil John and shit, but I'm very picky about my rap and hip hop. Like I like what I guess would be considered the classics. Um, and then if you're going to get anywhere near my playlist nowadays, I have to feel like you rap about more than hose and mumble wrapping and jewelry and cars and all like i don't give a shit about that stuff <laughs> yeah like one that really stood out to me and it's gonna seem like i'm just plugging him because he's in our dad's group but um 
when Glenn Belief dropped his album. He sent me basically a copy ahead of time to listen to, and and I had never heard of him prior to it. And I, like that is on rotation in my playlist. My kids love it. Uh, a few other people I have, like I said, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park has a great, a fucking fantastic solo album uh, under the name Fort Minor that he did with people like John Legend and Stylus of Beyond and Jay Z, and uh, so I, like I'm open. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, so so I'm open to it, and I, I tell my kids the same thing. But I'm just like, really, like I don't know if it's because I have the education in music. Or if it's just my overall love for it, my thing is, okay, I'm not going to tell you not to listen to something unless it's some weird shit that's encouraging you to murder people. Of course, then I'm going to put my foot down. But I just ask that when they listen to it, they they really take it in, you know, because there's so many aspects to music, whether whether it's the guitar or the drums or the meaning of the lyrics. What one song means to me might mean something differently to you, you know. So yeah. that's what I try to reinforce uh, with them. When you talk about Shinoda and like his side project, because he had he has several of them, and I liked Fort Minor a lot. Um, there's one that I liked that what didn't really get all the play that I'm really not sure why they didn't because it was like the guy, the guitarist from Static X was in it, and it was the Executioners. Do you remember them? Yep. And I freaking that that song is going down by them. I can I can put that on loop. That thing is great. But yeah, that's. Uh, Another side project idea that just go by the wayside. But with you, as far as far as you're talking about, like for rap, for me, it is very much the classics. But you know, again, that could be just because I am a little bit on the older spectrum. So like for me, the classics are you know I go, my kids like Tribe Called Quest, and I feel like I kind of succeeded as a dad just because of listening to that stuff. <laughs> you know, like the one time like we're driving back to uh, the boy's mom and. Yeah, they Eric said, Can I use your phone and put on a song? I'm like, sure. And he puts on Left My Wallet and El Segundo by Tribe. And I was like, Oh, I am the best dad of all time. <laughs> all my accomplishments have led to this point. <laughs> this one moment, this culmination of all my dadding has led to this. So No, I mean, and that's how I am with it. So like that's what one of my older brothers listens to, you know? And, and I mean he like really we moved away he became an adult before me so like i saw him come into what some would consider moderate modern at the time so like i remember them listening uh to like bone thugs and and things like that i i don't even mind that stuff so like i really enjoy like you said a tribe called quest i like uh public enemy nwa um like all that's fine with me and even with some of their more i guess you wouldn't you wouldn't consider them controversial anymore but for that as long as long as the kids are willing to talk to me about it i'm fine with it it's when like i said you get into the shit with the the mumble rappers and you don't even understand it like like oh god danielle brigoli the cash me outside girl we like to joke about it because alexis would run around the house saying cash me outside how about that but i'm like she's got a fucking record deal like (laughs) And of course, they're like, she's a rapper. No, no, she's not. She's not a rapper. She's not an MC. Do not give her a title. She did not fucking hurt. It's, yeah, it, I'm, it drives I'm me on that. And, and to as far as Public Enemy, I actually went to a concert of theirs, and that was, you know, that was actually the group that got me into rap. And it was more because I was from this rural white area in the middle of Pennsylvania. And here was this, the first I heard of them was that they had this album and one of their songs was about a prison riot. And then they did the song inside of a prison. 
And I remember just thinking, wow, that is badass. I got to hear what that's <laughs> all about. And that that album was called It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. And I wore the, the lettering off that cassette because I just played it over and over and over and over. But, you know, how about uh, we talk a little bit about and we have things with kids that we share. And, yeah, some of it's kind of bubble gum. And what can you do? What about things you and Aubrey share musically? Uh, so probably our uh, biggest shared musical connection is a band called The Fray. Um, how to Save a Life and all that shit. Yeah, How to Save a Life. <laughs> and I, I know off of our you know, other... You know, you know why I'm going to shit on that, right? <laughs> Well, I know, but so uh, you're going to be like, oh, Grey's Anatomy. And what's funny is it goes way beyond it. So before we ever watched Grey's Anatomy or anything together, like we got together, we weren't even dating at the time. Like she, just a long fucking story. Anyway, she was in another state. I paid for her to get home. Like our first date was to see the fray. Literally every time from the time she's 19 up until now, you know, we're in our 30s now. If they are in the same city with us or remotely close, we go see them in concert. Like, like that's the, if we have one band that has a soundtrack to our relationship and marriage, it's that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a cool thing. Cause it's a, it's almost like touching, touching base to your beginnings. You know, uh, weirdly, Joel and I have a band that's fairly similar to that. And it's uh, like both her and I like the band Godsmack which is kind of totally out of my realm normally, but I really, really like their stuff. And it, it helps that, you know, she has a real affinity for the lead singer because the way that his lyrics, you know, kind of speak to kind of emo, almost her journey through life. You know, he did a, a solo album, his name's Sully Erna, and he did, his solo album was like just fantastic and completely different than, than the Godsmack stuff. But one of the earliest things that Joel and I did before we even got engaged was we went to uh, the God's uh, concert with Godsmack, but it was like, they were in that Motley crew weird festival thing. Crew fest, I think it was called. And we went and Godsmack was amazing. And Motley crew completely sucked. <laughs> and, it, and I was just like, this is really bad. And there was another band there. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. It was a band called theory of a dead man. And I remember thinking, oh, they had this bad girlfriend song. I yep. kind of like that song. And they were just like the deadest fish of a stage presence I've I've seen. And then other people are like, no, they're great live. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you what I saw live. I would never see them again. But yeah, Godsmack is something that Joel and I really connect with. And it's something like whenever they're somewhere close, we try to get there. It doesn't always work out, but we we certainly do our best to get there. Yeah, I actually really enjoy them. I I don't think that one is on like a family or Aubrey radar, but that's definitely something I've listened to. I progress. It's funny. I went from pop to more kind of along those rock lines uh, now that I'm into adulthood. But um, yeah, some of the we have a few other ones and really it's just mainly because for some reason we latched on to different genres than what other people in our age group did. So like a lot of people, like I said, are very like Lil John and original Jay-Z, whereas she and I, um, we were just listening to it earlier. If you remember the Verve pipe, they did a song with the freshman. I fucking hate that song, but yes, <laughs> Aubrey loves that song. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are ever in a car with us, I'll make sure to play it for you. <laughs> Great. So Great. Yeah. Uh, that's where my deafness will actually come in handy. 
<laughs> she loves that. She loves like fuel and taking back Sunday. So we get along with all of those. Like, I mean, they're obviously not my top 10 bands, but I mean, yeah, we have a few things, but if anything is ultimately, you know, if it was one of those, you have to have one band that you identify with as a couple for the rest of eternity, it's going to end up being the fray, even with their Grey's Anatomy connections. Yeah. Uh, funny you mentioned, you should mention fuel. Uh, I told you earlier that I lived in Harrisburg and uh, fuel was centered out of there for a long time before they became popular. And I saw them live more times than I can fucking count. And then they got popular with that song Shimmer. And after that, we didn't see them again. But I mean, I've seen them live a boatload of times. And they were great live. They really were. And I, I really enjoyed them. But it's just funny that you mentioned them because that's something that I just remember thinking. Like, because I'd seen them so many times and they became popular. And I was like, really, them? <laughs> but that's just because I was so used to seeing them, you know, it's just more like because I'd, I'd seen their performances so many times. But yeah. I know we bit of a gear shift here. How about we discuss some things with uh, songs that mean a lot to you and your wife, Aubrey? You know, and I have a few that uh, some are really sentimental, and one is completely ridiculous and funny. But uh, do you want to give us what means a lot to both of you musically? <laughs> uh yeah so i have a few um one is by a band and i'm probably gonna fuck up their name but i think they're called like safety suit all one word um they have the song called never stop it, it's it's about as cheesy as you can come and they to the extent that they re-recorded it in a wedding version so yeah we never had a wedding but like it, it we've joked that that would be our wedding song if we ever renew our vows and finally do a real ceremony um and then Vienna um, is a song by the fray. And also there's a song called corners uh, by the fray. So we stick to those and uh, do I have anything else? Yeah. Um, so it would take too long to explain why, but misery business by Paramore. <laughs> hey, I fucking love that song. That album is great. And it was funny because it's just like totally not something you'd think a 47-year-old guy would like, but that's something I totally love. I love that album. So like, which I know that song you're talking about by Safety Suit. I actually like that song as well, but obviously that doesn't have a lot to do with Joel and I. But what's weird is Joel and I had two different wedding songs because we had ones that kind of meant more to ourselves as far as the wedding was concerned, like our union and and Joel chose a song called I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie, which it was funny. Some people find that a really depressing song. I think it's really sweet. Uh, but it's basically like I will follow you unto death kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that's one of them. And I picked a song called uh, Brighter Than Sunshine by Aqualung, which is from the – crap, what was that movie? <sighs> Steve Carell's in it and they drive around and the daughter's in like auditioning for some modeling thing. I can't remember the name of the movie. Anyhow, uh, that song like really spoke to me just how like I was at a spot where I was just like, I was separated from my first wife and I was just like, fuck this. I'm not doing that shit ever again. No, I was done. <laughs> and then she just kind of, you know, came out of nowhere and it just kind of ransacked me in a great way. And that song was what I chose. And uh, uh, a funnier one is when we had uh, 
our wedding reception and we're uh more than a wee bit tipsy well me especially and uh we had karaoke so i decided to sing a song to my wife which was the song stroke him by clarence carter (laughs) which is about what you think it is except i said except for some reason in my (laughs) drunken stupor i decided to sing it in adam sandler's voice which was, <laughs> I really wish, well, actually, I'm kind of glad nobody recorded that because that was just terrible, but funny all at the same time. So, yeah, that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, those are pretty standard. Though. See, and it's funny that you bring up uh, Death Cab because that, that's another band that I really enjoy, but I can get why some people would be like, oh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, because it talks about death, and death can, you know, for some people, isn't really something you would consider not dark. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how about we do something that you and I had discussed about uh, having our podcast end with something just, I don't know why we thought of this, but I thought it was a really great idea was bad parenting hacks. So, basically, it's like, <laughs> Here's some uh, tips that people used to give to parents, you know, way back when, when they thought they knew shit and they didn't know anything. <laughs> so this this week, I'm I'm going to go. And uh, what I picked was um, basically, <laughs> I, I just can't even believe that this was a thing. But uh, back in the like early 1900s there was this book called the mother and her child which was written by two doctors uh william and lena sadler and they suggested to get your child to stop sucking their thumb was to paint your thumb your child's thumb with quinine (laughs) 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 which is considered a toxic drug now but they thought it was okay to give to your kid just hey kid stop stop sucking your thumb here suck on this uh, poisonous thing and you know then you won't suck on your thumb so <laughs> i just don't even understand some things i mean yeah i get that we're at a more advanced stage that you know we you know maybe aren't fucking up as much as them but holy shit yeah i mean i, I think we're gonna come across a lot of them that just give us that twitch in our eye when we're on here <laughs> yeah that one just like there's a bunch of them of course because you're just like back then they didn't know anything so they were just trying to fly by to see their pants but that one just like here just take this poisonous thing and dip it and dip it on your child's finger and them suck on just kind of just stood out to me <laughs> yeah I, I i'm glad that we're not dealing with that anymore i'm not gonna lie <laughs> me either man binkies were hard enough this is uh worse with that, we're coming to the end of the episode, and I, I wanted to throw something in here. I know you and I discussed it. Uh, so after we close this out, I am going to, for you, the audience, play a clip and a little background on this. So we own a Nintendo Switch, and uh, uh, we have the controllers for it. I guess they're called Joy-Cons. So anyways, uh, and the way Joy-Cons work is if you break one, the one it's paired with will not work. So... A couple months back, they kind of uh, jerked one of the Joy-Cons slightly out of alignment, and I was able to go on Amazon and buy a toolkit and fix it because these things are fucking $70, you know? Like, I don't want to keep buying Joy-Cons. So then the other day, fast forward to, you know, last week, and 
one of the kids is like, oh, look at this. And the Joy-Con that I fixed is now completely ripped out and it's it's inoperable. <laughs> it's, it, it was yeah. time to call it time of death. And uh, so, so we posted about this on Facebook and we got a voicemail from our friend and our uh, our oldest it's his teacher his name is Mr. Carlton <laughs> we have permission to put it here at the show but i'm going to i'm going to end the show with a voicemail for you guys uh for you ladies and gents out there who will get some uh some humor out of our child's teacher calling us and basically giving my wife kudos for not selling a child on Facebook marketplace <laughs> or for day drinking <laughs> So on that note, everybody, thanks for joining us as usual. Uh, we look forward to uh, having you back again on our next episode. Yep. Peace out, everybody. Hello, Mono Luznuki. I was just calling because I saw Jay posted that one of these Switch controllers got broken, and I haven't seen you post a child for sale on Facebook Marketplace. So um, fist bumps for self-control, and uh, kudos for not day drinking. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Parental Dad Advisory Podcast. If you haven't done it already, be sure and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Want to get social with Doug and Jay? Check out parentaldadvisory.com for direct links to everywhere they are online, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. One last thing. If you enjoyed the Parental Dad Advisory Podcast, give it a positive review and tell all your f***ing friends about it.